You have reached a phone call from Paul, a literary hub podcast. To hear more, visit lithub.com. Part 2 of Paul Holden Graber's Conversation with Edwige Dantica. One other text you might want to take a look at at some point, and I'll, I'll send you that information. It's a, a, a French writer, maybe at the turn of the century or maybe um, a, a little bit before, maybe writing in 1920 or 30, something like that, is a man named Paul Leoto who mm-hmm. wrote a book called In Memoriam, where he, okay. where he actually looks and describes in, in ways that are nearly perverse his own father decomposing and falling apart and dying. Mm. It's very, very tough. Um, but it's very interesting. I remember the reason it comes to my mind now is because I remember being a very young professor a hundred years ago and assi- <laughs> a- assigning books of that nature to, you know, 18-year-olds. And now, wow. when I lo- and now when I look back, I think, what was it in me that wanted them to understand that? It's very strange, but in a way, um, they're so far removed from it that maybe it's a good moment to to be thinking about it. And one thinks also, you know, of um, of Montaigne and then Montaigne quoting mm-hmm. back Plato that, you know, to philosophize is to learn how to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. But I think your your instinct was right in, in giving them this text. One of the books I came across is about a death class. Uh, there's something, apparently there are all these death classes being taught at different universities. Yeah, and they're like, they're waiting lists for them. And and one of the things that, that, that was said about that, she was sort of, it's, it's more than a curiosity factor, because believe it or not, like a lot of this, it's also related to young people who've tried to commit suicide or have had friends who've tried to commit suicide and who have had other losses, but apparently those death classes are very popular on university campuses, and they have field trips to different places. It's really perhaps the best time, and I think it's probably the least difficult time to to at least face your mortality when you feel when it feels least threatened. You know, when you're when you're very young, when you're sick, it's so it's so much close up. You can't really deal with it theoretically. Um, but when you're young like that, I think it's it's probably easier to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sure there's something. I mean, there's, there's all forms of protection. Also, you you mm-hmm. feel as though it. Also, it feels like a subject much more. Um, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Like just one thing you're studying. When was the last time you 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 went to Haiti? I was in Haiti just actually. Uh, in August, in August, yeah. We, I usually try to, family and I usually go in the summer and, um, and sometimes at Christmas also. And I, I often go to by myself for different things, sometimes book related things. Uh, but the last time was, was in August. And there's, there's a lot of family still there for you? Yeah, there's there quite a few. Your immediate family, my brothers, and are are here, but cousins um, and um, in-laws. 
So, yeah, still quite a quite a few family members. You know, Edwidge, what what I, I think we we met around Haiti. Um, yes. I, 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 it, it's so extraordinary because my my mother and father um, spent the war years in Haiti. My father in Kenskov as a as a farmer, as you know, and and mm-hmm. uh, spent between 1938 and 1944 in 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 the near Port-au-Prince, and um, I, I remember talking to you about it and talking to you about that extraordinary moment when there was just a very, very small Jewish community. I think there had been a Syrian Jewish community mm-hmm. in Haiti, but uh, my father and and the hundred, hundred and some families that were there, it was a very, um, a very particular moment in 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 Haitian history where this influx of of German Austrian Jews happened to be living in that country. It's so yeah, and I yeah, I remember I remember you t- you're telling me that, and and there's um, there are some families that that remain, but there's there's um, I I would love one day for you to write something about your parents there. I know they they often talk to you about it. That they that do. would be my, that my, would be my, amazing. Yeah, my father talks. You know, my father talks to me about about Ken Scoff and talks to me about the farm he had and talks to me about the vegetables he used to to bring down to to Port-au-Prince and to meeting my mother uh, through my grandmother by playing chess and by uh, seeing this young young woman who at that point was 16 years old bringing tea and then them being married for a little over over 70 years and mm-hmm. and that whole that whole world where when we went about 15 or some years ago, maybe 20 years ago, my father showed me f- uh, f- f- farm uh, farm stands where vegetables he had grown for the first time were being sold. And I said, you know, we need to write a book about this. And he said, no, 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 you write it, I live it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've often thought that would make a very good first line but i haven't yet, I, haven't, I haven't yet gone beyond that but but it is something that i am at some point contemplating if i if i ever can get myself down and and sit sit you know i i move too much but i i i, I think it's it would be important because it's a story that really isn't isn't well known at all you know what i remember most when you told me that story um, I remember, I don't know if I enlarged them in my head, but the deep, what you said about your father bringing these vegetables that had never been grown there before, um, and sort of really finding new ways to, to bring these new vegetables. Have you, have you ever gone back there? Have you tried to go back? Have you, you know, only, only with yeah. my father that one time when we mm-hmm. went to, uh, And what is a village on the on the on the way to Kenskov Pietre? Um, mm-hmm. And we we we. But I haven't been back, and it's something obviously to to be able to 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 write this. I would have to go back, and I would have to find people who who knew him. I mean, he still, you know, when they were in Miami, um, they took a taxi, and the taxi was driven by a Haitian man who said to my father, my father's name is Kurt Holdengraber, and he said, you are Mr. Kurt. 
couldn't believe oh. couldn't believe that 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 this was that man because he he, wow. had, he had heard of him he had heard of this you know this blanc who was selling <laughs> who was selling vegetables and mm-hmm. bringing vegetables to um various people who who requested them in in Port-au-Prince so it's very it would be a very very wonderful story to tell um mm-hmm. at, at at some point now you 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 uh, are following the the what's happening in the Dominican Republic well yes election. well actually um Tomorrow I have a a trip to Capitol Hill where we'll be doing some some advocacy on on advocacy um, advocacy day talking to uh, to some politicians about about the situation. I mean, what's what's happening is that um, in 2003 the uh, highest court in the in the Dominican Republic decided uh, basically to take the constitution back to 1929 in terms of identity and um, and decide that a large chunk of the population has been in transit since and should not have um, uh, citizenship. So there are a lot of uh, Dominicans of Haitian descent who uh, are not, you know, before we used to say at the risk of deportation, but are being deported and some have been deported and are kind of now in a limbo state on the border between Haiti and the Dominican Republic. So um, that's a, you know, a very difficult situation that's also happening in the middle of uh, elections that are supposed to happen um, next week. So um, it's, uh, there's, there's a, a lot happening. Yeah. <laughs> Edwidge, I, I don't want to keep you much longer, but I, I would love to know what, what besides essays on death and dying, what, what are you, what has caught you recently that you are inspired to, to read or reread or something that you, you are finding particularly interesting at the moment? Well, I'm pretty much wrapped up. <laughs> oh, you are, yes. In, in the world of the death and dying, um, I think, and everything is is sort of in that in that vein. Unfortunately, I'm I'm having um, sort of a renewed love affair with um, with Anne Sexton um, and all of her many um, many sad and some of you know not so sad poems and. And so I'm I'm one of those I, I'm sort of a single minded sort of writer. Yes. And I and I just dive in. Um and probably what's catching me besides that project, I mean I'm glad that I have family around and I have kids running around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise it would be darkness all the time during the length of that. But it's still you know, it's it's still for me um a very comforting uh, a very comforting, comforting place. But um, you know, it, it's interesting to hear you talk about it, and um, you say it would be dark and 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 gloomy in some way. But the the, the it, what comes right after is is a big laugh of yours. Oh well, you because know. there's, I mean, that's the that's the hope, right? That right. you won't always 
um, be there. And I think, you know, there's also a lot of um, humor and uh, possible humor in these situations. I think um, I'm, I'm reading this book um, now called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, Another Lesson from the Premature by Caitlin Dowdy, where it's, it's hysterical, you know, like about uh, working in a... Um, Crematory. <laughs> yeah. So, so there is. I mean, there's also laughter in this, and part of the joy of this project, because also I intercept different things about um, my my mother and things like. There are funny things that I remember. For example, my mother, uh, while she was dying, kept a cassette uh, that she you know, she was talking in this cassette throughout her. I didn't know about it until she she died and. And in it, she was like, at my funeral, you cannot wear uh, open-toed shoes. I forbid it. And so... <laughs> Continuity. Once you 
you know, you're past the immediacy of it. But I'm I'm definitely going to look for in memoriam, right? It do, sounds do, it sounds do, really fascinating. Do, Thank do, you for do. that. It's Paleo that's spelled L E A U T A U D. Paleo Um and then the the poem uh, by by um Clive James is called Japanese Maple. And it's a beautiful, I think a beautiful, extremely well-crafted poem about, well, you'll see. It's, it's, you'll, you'll see what it's about. But I think it, it, it may just speak to you. And it has the virtue of concision. And Leo Tour's book has also the virtue of concision and the, the virtue of vice of cruelty. But it's incredible. It's incredible and very powerful. And I haven't thought of it for 25 years. Maybe Maybe I too should reread it. In the meantime, oh, well. I will I will um, maybe see you in Miami. I'll be down there um, for the for the book fair as well. Oh, we'll definitely see each other. Absolutely, then. I'll, I'll look forward to Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I'll be I'll be speaking with Ben Lerner and uh, also with with Adam Phillips, English psychoanalyst I much admire, and Paul Goldberger. So three conversations in the space of two days. But in the meantime, we'll also find time wow. to see each other. I never do things, you know, Absolutely. just a little bit, always too much. <laughs> you sound like me. Yeah, yeah. And and I share you monomania, you know. I, I understand the notion of just delving fully into something. Yeah. A big hug to you and to, uh, to your beautiful same family. Same to you, Paul. Take good care. Thank, thank you for you. taking my call. Oh, thank you for calling me. It was wonderful talking to you. Speak soon, and I look forward to your to your extended essay. I'll be one of the first thank to read you. it. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye, Paul.